Hi. Fuck you. What's the last thing you remember? All of a sudden there was a light, and then I was falling. I was supposed to be executed two days ago. And I was in combat. So was I. Black Ops. Yakuza. We need to work as a team. Does this look like a team-orientated group of individuals to you? Well, I guess uh, things have got... I think things have improved since the last episode. I... I don't even know what to say to you anymore. I'm just in shock still. That sounds very rude. You are a rude person. You are not okay with other people's opinions. Generally I am, but I'm still convinced you're joking. I think deep down you're just deeply insecure about your own opinions, so you need to lash out whenever anyone expresses any disagreement with you. Have you read your Twitter feed? Yeah, I'm pretty, uh, I think I'm a pretty reasonable guy. Hold on, I just need to send a death threat to Ethan. <laughs> he said Godfather Part 2 is better than 1, and I just, I don't, I don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of disagreements, we're here to talk about Predators for the Predator Retrospective. We're winding down. This is the last one. Uh, the previous episode didn't go as planned, to say the least. Well, no, it went as planned. It was just, it went by my Fucking plan. God. This is why I'm still convinced that you don't actually like it. Like, I don't think I'll ever be convinced. I'm sorry, but I was, I'm serious. That was 100% legitimate <laughs> in that episode. I mean, I think my Iraq war stuff was a bit of a stretch. But like I said, I can make anything about the war on terror. <laughs> so, except this film, oddly enough. But, uh, although I will make some political comments. During it, don't worry. <laughs> okay, okay, good. Because uh, yep. just for me personally, this is the first one of the franchise that doesn't feel like politically motivated in any way to me. But that that might just be me. I might have missed something. I, I'm open to being proven wrong. Uh, we're here to talk about Predators. The motivation of this film is to be as badass as possible. <laughs> Which is not always the greatest goal to have. But hey. No. Um, so I rewatched this recently because the last time we talked about it, uh, before we had, when we started this retrospective again, I had mentioned not being crazy about it. And I'm still not crazy about it, but damn if I didn't have a good time rewatching this movie. Yeah, I like this movie. Was, was All that, right. That's, that's it. That's the episode. <laughs> 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 I'm at EmperorOTN at Twitter.com. <laughs> uh, this was originally a Robert Rodriguez script from way back in 1996. Now, Matt, you're unfamiliar with this version of the movie, right? I'm completely unfamiliar. Now, is it the same plot? I just want to know if it's, is the Predator planet, like the hunting planet, part of the original script? Or was that something that happened later? Yes, but... It's weird. It's a very busy story, and I can see why it was totally, like, neglected for the way more streamlined version that we'd end up getting. It has more in common with, like, Avatar than Predator. 
Uh, Can you think of an example that doesn't bore everyone to tears? <laughs> um, honestly, no. It's a very distinct script. I don't know if it would have made Avatar. Wait a minute. Back, no, no, back. I, I, no, no. Back I'm just talking about like weird alien like world building stuff. I'm not talking about like the quality of the script. That's debatable. Whatever. No, no, no. I'm not talking about the quality either. But I don't think Avatar's a busy script. Uh, no, no. You're right. That that was a weird. That was a I'm bad... talking about the. The visual like splendor and like all like these these weird creatures and stuff that Rodriguez was really interested in like putting on the screen. I don't know how they would have done it in 1996, let alone like 2010 if your name's not James Cameron. But it yeah, was yeah. uh it, it would have been weird. Uh, the there's I'm just gonna get into a little bit of the opening really quick and then I'll kind of ease back. We'll talk the about the actual movie. Sprint. Yeah, because uh, it it opens really bizarre. So there's always been kind of this idea, uh, a lot of the fan base plays around, like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if the Predator went up against, like, uh, warriors from this period of time in this region of the world? And so the opening of this script kind of opens with a hint at that. It opens with the Spanish Galleon being besieged by a force of uh, enemies called the Invisibles. That's what they're referred to as in the script. Mm. And then uh, pirates and... Uh, this older-looking dude start fighting back with muskets and futuristic weaponry. So it's like, oh, so it's not in the past, or maybe it is. And then um, when one of the Invisibles gets their neck broken, it turns out the guy that broke the neck is an older Dutch. And this story is actually taking place in the future. And I don't know why he's on an old Spanish galleon. <laughs> and it's never explained why he's on the old Spanish galleon. Wow. Uh, um... That's a hell of an opening. Yeah. That's great, though. I like this. I like the setup. I'm not sure if it works, but I no. think the, the entire script's like that. It's like, I don't know if this would have made a good movie, quote unquote, but holy shit, this thing is insane. And it just gets crazier from there. He's, a, he's like a wanted war criminal for desertion and murder and smuggling, and mm. he gets captured by these invisible forces. The special forces that capture him, they're invisible because, you guessed it, they're wearing predator armor and gear. Oh. And so he's put on trial. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he gets sent to a, a prison planet, much like Alien 3, but this isn't like some melancholy fucking religious metaphor movie. It's a straight-up action movie. And okay. uh, when they get to the prison planet, it's called Arcus 6. Like, all this weird shit's in here. And uh, it's a planet with lots of jungle, because you got to throw it back to the original, obviously. Uh, it's described as looking like the surface of Jupiter, and um yeah, something everyone's familiar with yeah right <laughs> it, it's it's insane i might have to read this you you should because it's it's um, bonkers although like it kind of lost me on the uh the future soldiers thing like the, i like the invisibles the, the invisibles well like no because now like we're clearly in a somewhat near future story you know yeah it feels like he wanted, like, he really, like, you know, this this movie clearly takes inspiration from Aliens. Oh, yeah. And it's very clear that this script was trying to, like, kind of have a Colonial Marines angle. Um, somewhat. Colonial uh, no, Marines. very much so. Yeah. Very, yeah. if you keep going on, like, the characters and, like, they're not really characters. They're, uh, they're stock types and stuff. And it's like, oh, well. I just got this, like, idea of what if, like, you know, um... Who's fucking uh, Mel Gibson's characters from Braveheart? Uh, oh, God. I don't know. He's, that's a real person, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, like, let's say he didn't really because well, because the the setup of this film is that all these people were meant to die, and then they ended up on this planet. So what if it was like fucking him? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you could like have it would be really interesting if you had like people from different time periods meeting up. Or I'm even thinking like if we do the Shane Black thing, like on Earth, like one of these predator ships crashes and it's got like warriors from different eras. So we have like modern cops or soldiers palling around with like a Viking <laughs> or something. Yeah, honestly, I don't know. I, I know that the franchise needs to move forward and open up in a big way. But I still kind of want them to do something like that. Just something small scale, $50 million, here you go. You know? Well, this, this was like $50 million. This was a cheaper movie. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it did okay. Box it, it office did wise. Pretty well, considering the budget. Um, but I, I, I guess just not well enough to justify doing a direct sequel. I don't know what Hollywood is thinking. I, um, I don't either. This thing, it's, it's primed and ready for it still. Like, well, because I also remember going to see this. I saw this in theaters. I was really excited. And it was, like, me, my dad, and, like, f- four other people in the theater opening weekend. And it's just, and it was the same situation that I feel like is happening right now with The Predator. Barely any advertising unless you looked for it. Like, I'd kind of just, like, I saw that there was a movie called Predators. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like... <laughs> Uh, that was kind of that just sold me, and but like there was no ads for it really, and you had to like seek it out, and I feel like the same thing is happening with the current Predator movie, and I hope that it's not going to be like this like great movie that is not seen, you know? Is that just like the Shane Black curse? I guess, but like you know. I don't know why no one went to see the nice guys. They promoted the nice guys pretty heavily, and just I guess people were like, "Fuck that," even though it was one of the best movies of that year. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't know what people are thinking most of the time. Well, what what else? Came, I don't want to spend too much time on that, but like, what else came out in May? That was like Civil War, which obviously made one point billion dollars, and then Deadpool. I think no, Deadpool came out earlier that year, right? Yeah, I think that book came out much earlier. Okay. Oh, uh, X Men. That that X Men movie came out. The cartoon one. Um. This. Yeah. Yeah. Really. <laughs> it's whatever. I'm glad people went to see that instead of the nice guys. Yeah. Fucking. I just don't get it. I'm so confused about the movie going public. Because that was it's, nice guys is so good, and I really want a sequel, and that's never going to happen. I think Shane Black has just been trying to get to his legendary Lethal Weapon 2 script, but he's trying to start a new franchise. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then he, just, he just never can. Yeah, yeah, the, he, that script's supposed to be, like, radically different, right? Yeah, well, like, Riggs dies. Yeah. In the script, so... And he has, he's supposed to have, like, this nemesis or something, right? Yeah, I think so. Which they left, like, some of the nemesis elements, but, like, removed any character. Yeah, and I, I love Lethal Weapon too. I but uh, it it ain't uh, it ain't Shane Black good. The weirdest thing about Lethal Weapon two is that Joe Pesci is doing a Quentin Tarantino impression like years before anyone knew who Quentin Tarantino was. <laughs> <laughs> How would Joe Pesci do against a predator? Um, as Leo gets. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you want, Leo gets. <laughs> um, I, I he dies like instantly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Pesci has ever played a character that could, like, do well in those situations. They always just get royally fucked up. 
He's either like, you know, a psychopath in Goodfellas, but he's like a loose cannon, so you can't really control him. He's a psychopath in Casino, <laughs> so you can't really control him. He's a fucking lunatic in JFK, <laughs> which is my favorite Pesci performance. Just watch the scene where he's confessing to everything. Um, so yeah, Joe Pesci is not not the guy you want. Instead, we have a whole bunch of different guys and one woman again because every yeah. predator movie needs one obligatory woman. But in this one, I think she actually holds her own. No, she's good. She's yeah. uh, better than the male lead. No offense to. Oh, okay. We're just gonna get right into it then. Yeah. I, think, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I I like Adrian Brody just being like, you know what? Yeah, I'll do this weird little cheap action movie. I, I could be an action star for a movie. I, I think I thought that when I saw this movie, and then I kind of learned more about Adrian Brody. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he probably took this like way too seriously. <laughs> like I like I thought, oh, he's cool. He's in a monster movie, and he's like, no, he thinks he's an actual soldier. <laughs> he's so dead serious in this. Too and, serious. Yeah. To a point where you're like, I'm uncomfortable around him. <laughs> uh, have you seen like the behind the scenes making of stuff? You know what? The only thing I've seen is all these promotions they did where they like did like one for every character. And it was just Robert Rodriguez talking about the characters. Oh, okay. <laughs> we should mention that Robert Rodriguez only wrote this film. He didn't direct it. Who directed this? Uh, Nimrod Antal. Yeah. He's uh, he's a, he's a B movie dude, but I I like him all right. I like him. I just didn't want to be the guy to say Nimrod in case it was wrong. Yeah, no, uh, no, it's Nimrod. Yeah, uh, but Robert Rodriguez, like, but he, Robert Rodriguez was the one that was front and center in all the ads. Yeah, like, I almost thought that, like, did he like secretly direct this or? I I kind of got that feeling too, but then I started checking out the behind the scenes stuff, and like, if he did, they hit it like relatively well not i think there's an argument to be had how much like second unit stuff he he might have done here and there but well, they he definitely he, got at his like own studio yeah yeah troublemakers which was which is cool i mean that's yeah. that's like a really filmmaker friendly studio like the one so it is except you only have like a, a couple square feet yeah to work. <laughs> yeah but they did shoot on location like hawaii and stuff actually yeah. just like hawaii and like austin which is yeah. odd. It's <laughs> a weird yeah. pairing to me. Uh, but I guess I Austin thought... looks kind of alien. I'd never been there, so. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. I've never been either. Wasn't the slogan of Austin, keep Austin weird? I think that's, that's Portland. That's, no, no, Portland has it, but I think Austin, Texas also has it. Like, there's oh. a debate over, like, who's the weird city. Oh, <laughs> okay. I mean, Port Portland wins. Like, Austin's just weird for texas <laughs> like it's not <laughs> weird compared to the country <laughs> so uh yeah hey oh. um but man look at this this is a great cast for this movie we got like, uh brody uh, we talked about already uh alice yeah. braga's the the sniper isabel topher grace hot off spider-man 3 walton goggins Oleg Taktarov, who's who's a smaller <laughs> he's a smaller character actor, but he's one of those guys you've seen somewhere. He's really good in this. I wish he, he was in more stuff. Yeah, me too. Uh, uh, Luis Ozawa Changchian, uh, the Yakuza guy. That guy he is 
That guy's awesome in this. He's great, but he hasn't done much. I, I wish I was, like again. I like I wanted to see him in more. Yeah. Uh, oh, and Mahershala Ali, Oscar winner. <laughs> yeah. Danny uh, Trejo and Lawrence Fishburne. Then then that's yeah. it. That's all the humans. Like it's, holy fuck! All these people like, in yeah. one movie. Well, let's just give the setup for people who don't know. Which if you don't, you should. I would suggest going to see that. Like watch this. It's fun. Oh yeah, hands down. Go watch Predators. But it's a the main setup is that like these these characters are some of the deadliest killers from around the world, and they've been dropped on this predator planet. So we have a special forces soldier, um, an Israeli sniper. Although I don't know what's so uh, you know badass about shooting women and children, but hey, uh, <laughs> just I had to throw that one in there. You're not uh, wrong. A, a death row inmate, a Russian commando, a Yakuza enforcer, um, a fucking uh, African death squad soldier, uh, a cartel member, and then a doctor. He's like the team medic, I guess. And, Something like that. <laughs> yeah. And they're all dropped on this planet. And like, and it's all these great actors. It's like the best setup in the world for a movie. With predators, the problem is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you took that because I was gonna go off. But go ahead. That the only thing this movie seems to have is its setup, which is awesome. <laughs> and then it just kind of doesn't do much with it. It does a little, but not a lot. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so that's uh it's fun to watch the first time because you're discovering this world with the characters but when you rewatch it and you know what's going on you kind of realize oh there's not much going on here uh yeah there's a uh, heaven and hell purgatory thing kind of happening but that doesn't really build up to much like because all these characters were meant to die uh but they lived and then ended up here. And so some of them think that they did die and that they're either in hell or in purgatory or something. Uh, which is a cool idea again, but it's not really taken advantage of. I think this could have been a really good, like, The Thing, Ten Little Indians type movie where all these characters start to distrust each other. And we don't even, like, reveal the Predator for, like, the predators for a large portion of the film and you know the hell hell is other people and all that bullshit <laughs> but again they kind of just like there's some minor like you know conflict early on but then after a while everyone kind of trusts each other <laughs> enough to follow where everyone's going except adrian brody who makes a point of never trusting anyone yeah the serial killer trusts everyone else in the group more than adrian brody yeah it's uh it's a little odd well, no, that that makes sense. Does it? I mean, why would a serial killer not trust people? That's how they. That's how they get you. <laughs> they befriend you. That's why he's the. That's why he's. Well, the well you find out there's one. two serial killers. In oh, the okay. Group, actually, I you were talking about the other one. Okay. Well, which one? Which one were you talking about? Yeah, I feel like I, we mix it up. Well, I was talking. I was going to ask before I revealed it. Um, did okay. you? Did you know about the twist before it, or did you like pick like? figure it out uh, i had no idea i was like i'm sure something's up with them but then when it was revealed i was like oh that's kind of neat 
I've heard people like shocked by this twist. <laughs> I had it spoiled for me before I saw the movie. Um, by like one guy online, <laughs> like, uh... a, like the one other guy that saw the movie opening weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was uh, so. But I've had people be like, they all assume he's like the team medic, and then it turns out he's the serial killer, uh, Tover Grace. Um, yeah, it makes it makes sense for him to be quote unquote trustworthy, in my opinion. But uh, I didn't was was Walton Goggins a serial killer or just like a fucking crazy person? Pretty sure he was a serial killer too, right? He he kills a uh, says he, he killed, killed thirty eight like people, people, which yeah. I think is ridiculous. But yeah, <laughs> well, like whatever. I mean, it's it's predators for God's sakes. Uh, like twelve would be a lot for a serial killer. <laughs> 38 is like that's like Bundy and Bundy was like fucking decades ago yeah. um, I had to bring I, up serial killers in this episode again I mean go go for it if there's any other episode where you could bring that up like naturally it's it's this one yeah. with the, the murderers like it's literally more, a murderer's row it's more fun when I bring it up unnaturally <laughs> <laughs> um, what I liked about it more this time was that all the, all the concepts in this are just totally fucking rad. Everything is like such a great like concept. Like I really want to see concept art from this movie because yeah. it must look amazing. And um, looking behind the scenes and stuff and how uh, Nimrod was like what he wanted for each scene. It sounds great. And you watch it, it's like yeah, this this is this is solid. It, it's a solid looking movie uh, mostly. When they get to that first like predator. Where the predator is like crucified, which is also in the Rodriguez draft. So they took that little bit. They kept that. Oh yeah. Um, that the way he's describing what he wants out of it, he's like he describes it like as a Bosch painting. And when you look at it in the movie, it's like that's just not at all. No, it's not. No. Anyway, <laughs> it's more like a predator stuck to a tree. <laughs> and they're describing like, oh, we want we don't want people to tell where like the limbs end and the trees begin. And it's like, well, I could see it right there. Well, you, you can tell. Yeah, you, you exactly. Can tell. Yeah. Uh, it, um, it's it's lit kind of weird there. It, they want it to be like hell right there. Mm-hmm. So Didn't I think that, that, yeah, that leads credence to that. Like, they wanted to make some heavy, like, maybe religious parable almost with action in it. And there's a way to do that. But, like, it didn't pay off here. To go back to the Robert Rodriguez promotional videos I watched, like, literally every one of them ends with him saying... For this character, this is hell. Like he ends every video with some comment about how this is hell for each specific character. Uh, and so I'm like, all right. And then it never, it's not really relevant. Yeah. But you did, you did get to uh, the one thing that I really like. One of the things I really like about this is uh, that there's a there's a whole new element of the predator culture added to this, which is there's apparently infighting among different predators. What do you think of the look of the? Let's let's get into that too. But I have things to say well, let's about just, the size of the predators. Let's just say that there's the, there's one classic predator, and he's captured for most of the film, and then he comes back to be one of their buddies at the end. Uh, <laughs> And then we're introduced to three super predators who are all kind of distinct if you pause it and pay attention for a minute. Yeah. 
Um, they all do certain things, but they're not that memorable. Uh, they're kind of just bigger with bigger teeth. Uh, I mean, there's not much to it. But hey, there's multiple predators now. Uh, did more than Predator Two did. In terms of building up like the entire species, sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, I mean, that's. I think honestly, if if we go into it, I think the thing I'm responding to most in the first film, in AVPR, and in Predators is that they add something new to the predator culture that I wasn't really there. And AVP tried, and it's just so ham-fisted, I'm, like, insulted. <laughs> I just hate ancient aliens in general. I don't like that shit. Okay. Um, I fucking hate Stargate, man. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that movie blows. Uh, but... And then again, like, they kind of adds this whole, like, oh, the Predators, they, they helped us build the pyramids... And that's it. Like, it doesn't do anything with that setup. And it kind of forgets about it. It's just an excuse to get them there. Whereas Predator, you know, has the initial film. AVPR introdu introduces this Predator whose sole job is to just clean up after other, other Predators. Which, again, is is just fucking awesome. Like, it's my, so I said what I said about that movie, but that's the shit. Yeah, that, that's really cool. And it, it gives a good, like, tension for what's, you know, a good build and release of tension in that film um, that some of these other films lack. And here we have this implication that maybe there's like, you know, racism on the predator planet, or maybe they just pick on the runt. Like the classic predator was the runt. Uh, they never go into it that much, but it's, in, it's an interesting element to throw in. And again, it's interesting, but they don't do much with it. Yeah. Um, I think the heads are too big. Something about all the Predators minus the, the jaws first are, film. Yeah. The jaws are very goofy. And it makes them look like bobbleheads almost. Mm. And I, I don't know what it is. No one's really nailed it except for AVPR. Again, I'm saying something yeah. nice about that movie, which is odd. And the first film, maybe parts of the second one. Uh, but that's a stretch where the Predators, they're supposed to be like the ultimate fast-moving killer. Like, they're in, they're out. And... Well, the same all the other appearances, they're kind of like stocky running around, and it's uh, it looks odd. Well, to say something about the original Predator, they clearly didn't have a great Predator costume. <laughs> but he's invisible for like 75% of that movie. Yeah. And the hand, the Predator hand in that is really bad. Uh, like, like not, I'm not saying like it's fucking like dog shit, but compared to like other stuff in that movie, the hand doesn't look so great in the original Predator. Um, yeah. They didn't seem to really try at all. Predator 2. <laughs> uh, but again, AVPR, it looks great. And here, the I think the classic Predator looks really good. But the three Super Predators don't look great. Well, it's it's like the, the makeup and the prosthetics, when they're up close, I think they actually look good. But like it's when they're moving around, I don't feel like creatures this big would be that like fast or ferocious as yeah. the movie wants us to believe they are, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's kind of holds it back for me too. Uh, and then the, the distinct like attributes that each predator is supposed to have, like one's like working with their alien animals and the, the weird hawk drone thing. The other one's like, uh, 
uh, that beast thing with the horns, then the other one's just like the yeah. King Chief. But they, yeah, they don't do anything beyond that. Like, there's this great establishing shot when you see them all get revealed for the first time in full. And then that's like it for like half an hour for them. Yeah. So that was weird. Um, and it's not that it's not the most dynamic looking film either. I wonder if it's because I think this was shot on digital cameras, which is because Rodriguez is a big fan of digital filmmaking. And this was kind of, this was a little earlier than some of the more, you know, the better looking digital films we've seen recently. Yeah, it's, uh, it kind of just makes everything look like a jungle. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yep, that's a jungle. There was literally only one shot in this that like kind of made me go, oh, that was kind of cool. And that was uh, Topher Grace throwing a flare into an invisible predator. <laughs> and that was about it. No, Kenny, uh, I love the shot when uh, the Yakuza guy is getting ready to face down the predator. And uh, when he unsheaths the sword, and it's, it, that's, that's framed well, it's lit well enough. Because mostly the nighttime stuff doesn't like, it's not striking, you know, it's not, it's not uh, confining in any way. I'm not sure what they were trying to do at times, honestly, <laughs> with, with the, the environments, whether they want them to be like, this is hell, or like, they're in the jungle, because the first predator was in the jungle, and everyone loves the first predator, which is okay, it, it worked, but I, think I, they were I don't going, know what they were doing. I think they were going for an oppressive jungle feeling, but they mostly just, their idea of that is to just have a lot of jungle, <laughs> yeah. and it just doesn't totally work. Um, I'm, it sounds like I'm shitting on this movie, but I do enjoy this film. It's just, when you watch it, you can't help but think, man, this could be, like, a great movie if they just added a couple more things. You know? Yeah. Uh, but, hey, we don't live in that perfect world, I guess. <laughs> and they they almost do something, like, really interesting with the environments where they go from, like, the familiar... Earth-like jungle, which is just Hawaii, which is fine. It looks great in uh, <laughs> other stuff, I guess. Um, and then they go, they get launched directly into hell with the ground where the predators all crucified. And then they go into like this almost alien, like a Nostromo type setting, which I really liked. And then just back out into the depths of hell with all the fire and the, the darkness and shit. I didn't like this spaceship. No, I like the spaceship. It wasn't, like, awful, but it was kind of like, eh, it's a generic spaceship. I like, think I like it just because it's different for this franchise. I guess. I, you. I, think, I think you're right, where it's like, yeah, it's just a spaceship. It's not that inventive. But for this franchise, it's, it's different enough, you know? Yeah, I guess. It's always kind of like, I always just go back to, like, aliens. Like, it makes me think of aliens. And I'm like, well, I've already seen these corridors enough in the <laughs> alien franchise. Okay, I, I get you. But we should also talk about crazy-ass Lawrence Fishburne. Hell yeah. Who shows up and gives a fucking great, like, like five minutes and then dies. <laughs> <laughs> like, again, that's such a cool concept. Like, oh, this dude's, like, outsmarted and survived Predators for who knows how many years but now. It's, but it's destroyed his mind. Yeah. And he's, he doesn't trust anyone at all. Uh, but... They don't do much with it. And you kind of are left wondering, like, how did he survive this long? <laughs> yeah, because it's like the one explosion caused the Predators to, like, find his location. And then there's, like, it. So, yep. 
It's, it's fine, I guess. I mean, I don't know. He has Predator gear. Maybe that has some... I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. Uh, I don't think they know, if I'm being honest. I don't think anyone knows. Yeah. Um, but then that, that also leads to something else this movie could have done, where the, t- the title Predators could have just referred... I mean, it kind of refers to all the characters, but um, it really could have gotten into, like, the most dangerous game-type territory, you know? Where, like... I, I Ooh, really wish a real monster or predator or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah, you know, hokey, <laughs> sure, but it would have been kind of neat. And I really wish that the movie didn't um, force the characters to cooperate and become a unit. Like you could have had them trying to form a unit. I really, really would have liked to have seen it like just fall apart because all these people, for the most part, are just like awful human beings. Go Lord of the Flies with it. Yeah, yeah, I would have really liked that. Like maybe have a couple of them team up. Uh, I think Adrian Brody and Alice Braga's characters teaming up at the end felt earned enough, but like the other yeah. ones, not so much. It didn't feel weird rooting for an Israeli sniper, though. I gotta yeah. be honest. I'm sorry. Well, this one, you're definitely gonna get in some shit if we bring up the Israel shit. No, no. You, it's, it's well. Uh, you can feel comfortable with Don't the actress, coward, with, with the actress because she's Brazilian. Yeah. Hey. So. That's how they connect it to the other film somehow. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little clumsy. Yeah. I, I don't understand that. Like, they didn't even have to do that, you know? Well, you gotta be like, hey. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. All the Marvel movies some... do it. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, at least the Marvels, like, they kind of make sense in that there's a shared Marvel universe. Does the first Guardians make any, like, references? Like, big references? Uh, they reference stuff that's not important until later, so no. Hey, see? I guess that's what happens when you have a very talented writer-director behind those films. You know my favorite thing about uh, Disney chairman and CEO Bob Iger is? That he's a cock? That he capitulates to Nazis. Gotta keep that Trump fan base for when he runs for presidency in however many years. Yep, well, no, it's too... He just needs a tax break. I wonder if... I'm Honestly, leave this in. I probably I will, because fuck all those people. Fuck all those people. Fuck you, you fucking cowards. I'm on, oh, okay. I was, while you're talking to me, I was like, hold on. <laughs> no. Fucking same side. It's, it's, my anger is directed at everyone, I understand. But, <laughs> uh, fucking... I wonder if someone in the Trump administration said to Disney, we're going to threaten the 20th Century Fox merger if James Gunn stays on. Like, I'm not saying they got him fired, but I'm saying after he got fired. I wonder if there's, because, you know, Ike Perlmutter is very close with, Ike Perlmutter, the owner of Marvel, is very close to uh, the Trump organization. He's currently the head of the Veterans Affairs, which is not being run very well. As per fucking usual in this fucking country. Uh, so, just a little conspiracy I want to get started. <laughs> I don't think that's much of a stretch, though. Um, considering that uh, the Supreme Court is about to be taken over because Justice Kennedy had made a deal behind closed doors with the Trump administration. But hey, it's just the end of American democracy. But to your point earlier about how Adrian Brody's too serious, this is a quote from him. 
during production. I want it to be entertaining and part of the ride that people see when they see a movie like that. But that's not really why I'm in it, and that's not really what I brought to it. I brought the same kind of discipline that I would to a film like The Pianist. So, Hear me I think now. you're on to something. Hear me now. <laughs> he should have just been his Rasta Man character from SNL. I saw that. Uh, <laughs> holy shit. It's so uncomfortable. <laughs> it's really bad. That poor man. It was, did you see the clip where he's like, respect my neck? Yeah. He, he, that's when he introduces the, the what, whoever yeah. who played. He introduced some band. Oh, man, that, that was really bad. Band oh, from SNL. <sighs> and later star of the inappropriate comedy with Rob Schneider. I'm unfamiliar. It's a movie about an app on a tablet going crazy. And it leads to a bunch of different skits. It's like movie 43, but worse somehow. Jesus, how do you get worse? It's just check it out. Um, yeah, hey, this movie doesn't actually have a lot to talk about. No, they're really, that's the thing. That's why I had to go on my tirades. And I had to bring up Adrian Brody's Rasta Man character. There's, there's not a ton to talk about from this film. Yeah. Uh, it's a very solid movie, and it kills about ninety minutes. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's 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 it. That's that's good. That's and there's good. no real take you could have about this movie that would be shocking. Yeah, be like I didn't like it. I get it. Yeah, I like it. I get it. it. I get it. <laughs> it's not like one of us could come on here saying they loved it, and one of us come on here saying they hate it, and then we're at each other's throats the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the McLaughlin group. There's a reference for you, millennials. Uh, I will say, I'm why a little do I, Why do I have the pop culture, like tastes of a fucking forty year old? Because you're basically sixty. I don't know what's going on. I have a body of a fucking sixty year old. <laughs> Look at the doctor. I'm like, my knee hurts all the time. <laughs> And like, did you hit it? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and they're like, well, that could be cancer. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> don't worry, it's not. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, actually, but I'm hoping it's not. Okay, well, I hope it is also not. If it is, it's, it's far too late. I'm dead. Oh. It's far. I've been having these problems so long, it's far too late. They, ca it, they caught it too late. That's what I've been living with for a while. Oh, well. I like bringing this realness to the podcast. <laughs> I was just going to say how this is one of the few movies where Walton Goggins gets, like, good screen time. Yeah, and he's a rapist. Yeah, so I have very mixed feelings about that. Well, I love Walton Goggins in, like, everything he's in, and I can... I hate all his characters, usually. <laughs> uh, I think I brought it up before on the show. I'm sure I have, because it's, like, one of my favorite television shows ever. Uh, watch Walton Goggins in Justified. Six yeah. seasons. He's in every episode, I think. Uh, he's in a lot of them. At least like all but one or two. He he's amazing. And now, there uh, were some episodes where he disappeared for a while. Really? Especially in the beginning, because I don't think he was meant to be a mainstay initially. And then they were like, "This guy's good." Oh, you know what? That's right. The first season, he's a little come and go. But after that, he's basically in every episode. Yeah, he's in a lot. 
Uh, and he, he gets to play a character that is... He starts off as, as a Nazi and then kind of grows out of it. It shows he's still, that he's still can change. <laughs> not he's, really. he's still an antagonist. He's still a criminal. But there's layers to him, and it's... Well, once the network realized he was going to be a char- a main character, they are like, can he be less of a Nazi? <laughs> it's like, uh, what, what was the brother from Walking Dead who was a racist? And then... Once, oh, yeah. Once women really liked him, it was like, can he be not racist anymore? <laughs> and they just dropped it. That show's bad. Walking Dead is so bad. I don't know what happened. Well, I know what happened. We all know what happened. But we all know. I'm not going to get into that. Um, but all no, right, Wal- Walton Goggins is, is... He's fun to watch even though he's a scumbag. Yeah. 90% of the time. I love him in The Hateful Eight and I can't quote any of his dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> he's so good in that. And I didn't he's know so that he was going to be like basically the co-lead of that movie. Who the fuck is Daisy Damagoo? Yeah, there's really... I don't know what else there is to say. There's not much. I mean, it's a fine movie. That's, again, we just keep coming back to it. It's a very fine film. Yeah. Uh, Open-ended for a sequel that never happened. Although, according to Shane Black, all the Predator films are canon. That is true. That He has said that. Uh, But... I can't find the quote right now. I'm gonna, if you hear typing, it's me looking it up. Um, I remember I, hearing something that The Predator takes place between two and Predators. That might make that, that could be true. Yeah, which uh, might raise questions. Which, guess what? You don't Who care. Gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> I just hope Predators, I mean, pre- The Predator is really good. God, I, I hope it, it really comes together. I'm, I'm very optimistic. But you, know, you watched, never know. I just watched The Last Boy Scout, which is like lesser Shane Black, but it was still very good. That was one of the first scripts that sold for like a million dollars too, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, which is uh, insane. And he still had to go back and do like a bunch of rewrites on that. Yeah, well, that Tony Scott is notorious for constant rewrites on his films. Yeah. I know Quentin Tarantino ghost wrote one of his movies because he liked Tony Scott. And I guess Tarantino, like, at some point got angry and stopped answering his phone. <laughs> well, <laughs> didn't he straight up write true, Roma- true Romance? Well, yeah, he did that. But then they called him to do rewrites, like, you know, punch up on a certain script. Tarantino's done punch up on a lot of weird scripts. <laughs> he did the punch up on the It's Pat movie. Uh, but no, Last Boy Scout is, you're right, Lester Shane Black, and it's still just like such nasty fun, because that's a pretty vile movie. Oh, like, that's a pretty disgusting <laughs> film. Yeah, but it's also the shit, so. Yeah. Shane Black is so odd with his, like, just him repeating the same stories over and over again. Uh, I think him and Michael Mann are like the two filmmakers that can kind of play with their same toy box often without me getting bored of it yeah because i mean michael bay does the same thing over and over again and you know i i do like him too but i'm also like well he's not very good you know i mean there's a difference there yeah i get why other people get bored of his nonsense i get bored like 10 minutes into a michael bay movie (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) like it's just too much man yeah 
Some but, uh, fucking guy on Twitter was like talking about a great pain and gain was. A lot of people do that actually. I know. I like. I think there's like these. There's some people that just they love being. I don't like being that guy where I'm like you just like being a contrarian, but if you like that movie, you just like being a contrarian. <laughs> I don't like it's that's a bad movie. I think you know what I think it is. Fuck these people. <laughs> Because it's like there's these people that watch these movies and they like they pick up on the very obvious themes of the movie and they think people just couldn't handle those themes. I hate those people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I get you. Like the people are like, oh, you don't like Man of Steel because Superman is... And you're like, no, I don't like the movie because it fucking sucks. <laughs> I don't know. People frustrate me. And... At the end of the day, I'm a deeply unpleasant person. So, don't talk to me. They can hear you, smell you, and see you. We were chosen. Chosen for what? This planet is a game preserve. And we're the game. That's the talk for the Predator. Or Predators. Predators. All these names are so fucking similar. It's gonna... It's annoying now. It didn't bother me when we started this, but now I'm just, like, frustrated. The Predator is very infuriating. Yeah, like... I know subtitles can get kind of obnoxious too, but at least I can tell the difference. Remember the Final Destination? Oh yeah, that was uh, that was bad. I think I never saw it. I don't think I saw it. Anyways, was was that the one after the third one with the roller coaster? I, I believe so. Okay, I think that I think I might have seen it, but I don't care. Also, uh, the Final Destination has a great scene where a guy tries to hang himself but can't because it's not his time, and so he falls off the ceiling. <laughs> And he goes, man, I've been trying to kill myself all day. Wow. Yeah. And that, the, the first victim in that movie is a racist who's going to burn a cross on a black man's front lawn. Does the cross fall on him? No, like, it's, you know, it's like the fucking Rube Goldberg death machine. He oh. somehow gets dragged by a chain and lit on fire. While the song, Why Can't We Be Friends, is playing. That sounds pretty, like it should be kind of awesome. I've laughed pretty hard in my life. I couldn't breathe when that happened. <laughs> Is that a recommendation? I don't know. <laughs> I kind of like all those Final Destination movies. Uh, Final Destination 5 has a great ending. It's probably the only good thing about that movie. <laughs> Final Destination 5 is not good. Fucking David Koechner's in Final Destination 5. Oh, wait. Hang on. We gotta bring it back to Predator, because we gotta, we gotta leave to go watch no, The we Predator. Don't. No, yes. we don't. Because it's we coming really out don't. the week of The Predator, so... We could just ramble, and then, no. like, <laughs> the, like, some music can start playing, and just overshadow what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, all the Predator movies so far that we've seen... Do you have okay. a ranking order? Everyone's got okay. a rank. Otherwise, you know you're not a real fan if you don't 
subject yourself to a subjective criticism. All right. Number one is AVPR. I don't know. I don't really have, it would probably go predator predators. Maybe I would have right now. I have predators and AVPR on the same level. What the fuck? But I haven't rewatched AVPR. I'm not sure how that would hold up. Cause like, the fun in AVPR was like discovering it. I don't know if it, it's good for like revisiting, uh, but if it's not good for revisiting, it's probably lesser than Predators, because um, Predators kind of has the same problem. But I like more of what's happening in Predators. Um, then Predator Two, and then AVP, which is a bad movie. Oh, but not Predator Two. Predator Two is not bad. Oh no, Predator Two is fine. I guess yes. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. Um, but people seem to like it, so fuck me. <laughs> Matt, any any last thoughts on the Predator franchise until Shane Black? Um, Shane Black better deliver because right now I'm not sure I actually believe this should be a franchise. <laughs> I really hope it comes together. I'm I'm optimistic, given what my eyeballs have been subjected to. Uh, not the trailers. Those are bad. Diego's been like, this whole time, he's like, oh, I know things. <laughs> and I'm like, if you fucking tell me, I'll have to cut your eyes out. I and really want to talk about it, so I really want this to come out already. Yeah, I just want to fucking see the thing. Yeah. Um, God, I, I, if it doesn't work, then I think I'll actually agree with you, like, for the first time in history, where even though I've, I've actually liked all the official mainline franchise predator entries if, if this doesn't work i don't know what will at this point so I, I would say even as much as i dislike avp there all these films are at the very least adequate <laughs> and i guess that's why the predator keeps happening but right now it's like eh i don't really need another one i think i'm kind of i'm not done with it i'm not like xenomorph tired <laughs> Okay, I was about to ask, so which one are you more tired of? But I'm definitely more tired of the Alien franchise. Ah, uh, I'm just exhausted because like all the fucking shit takes. You mean my three separate posts on Alien Covenant? Yeah, yeah, all three of them. Bad. Yeah. Bad. A thousand words each. Ridley Scott, retire, bitch. <laughs> Matt, where can people find you? Some fucking guy <laughs> on Twitter was like. They wanted to see the Neil Blomkamp's Alien movie. I'm like, I can't believe people don't want that. Fuck off. Fuck you. And your mother. <laughs> I'm an emperor OTN at twitter.com and YouTube. Follow me for more funness like this and kindness and general positive thoughts about humanity. I'm a nice guy. You can follow me on twitter.com at Waffles, The Waffle Press, like, subscribe, follow us on YouTube, SoundCloud iTunes, yada yada, links down below. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We have been the professionally unprofessional person on the planet. It's really bad. Send help. I can think of a couple worse people. Oh yeah, I have been uh, shot children in Israel. Hey yo. Kill them however you can. <laughs>